Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Folks, we're teetering on what could be an economic meltdown, threatening to wash away our savings and retirement. Inflation has surged to levels unseen in 40 years. Gold is the smartest and most responsible investment you can make for you and your family in times like these. A safe haven asset that protects your purchasing power and your wallet from inflation. When it comes to protecting your IRA or 401k, trust only the best. My friends at Allegiance Gold. Allegiance Gold has earned the highest trust ratings in the precious metals industry and builds relationships based on integrity, expertise, and impeccable service. Get up to $5,000 in free silver on a qualifying purchase when you visit protectwithlou.com today or give them a call at 844-6484-LOU. Don't wait. Take control of your retirement today. Call 844-6484. 84-L-O-U and speak with one of their experts. Time is of the essence. Protect your future with Allegiance Gold. Visit protectwithlou.com or call 844-648-4LOU. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs. Welcome to The Great America Show. Thank you for joining us. Great to have you with us. President Biden finally addressed the nation. Biden addressed the Hamas attacks on Israel as Secretary of State Tony Blinken and Vice President Kamala Harris stood by his side. Biden's remarks came after being in hiding since Sunday, where he partied at a White House barbecue with live music as Hamas was attacking Israel and murdering hundreds of its citizens. The puppet president, reading off the teleprompter, sounded more coherent than he has in a very long time, assuring the world that America's commitment to Israel remains strong. You know, there are moments in this life, and I mean this literally, when the pure, unadulterated evil is unleashed on this world. The people of Israel lived through one such moment this weekend. The bloody hands of the terrorist organization Hamas, a group whose stated purpose for being is to kill Jews. This was an act of sheer evil. More than 1,000 civilians slaughtered, not just killed, slaughtered in Israel. Among them, at least 14 American citizens killed. Parents butchered using their bodies to try to protect their children. Stomach-turning reports of babies being killed, entire families slain, young people massacred while attending a musical festival to celebrate peace, to celebrate peace. Women raped, assaulted, paraded as trophies. Families hid their fear for hours and hours, desperately trying to keep their children quiet to avoid drawing attention. 
and thousands of wounded. Alive, but carrying with them the bullet holes and the shrapnel wounds and the memory of what they endured. You all know these traumas never go away. There's still so many families desperately waiting to hear the fate of their loved ones, not knowing if they're alive or dead or hostages. Infants in their mother's arms, grandparents in wheelchairs, Holocaust survivors abducted and held hostage. Hostages whom Hamas has now threatened to execute in violation of every code of human morality. It's abhorrent. The brutality of Hamas, these bloodthirstiness brings to mind the worst, the worst rampages of ISIS. This is terrorism. But sadly, for the Jewish people, it's not new. This attack has brought to the surface painful memories and the scars left by a millennia of anti-Semitism and genocide of the Jewish people. So in this moment, we must be crystal clear. We stand with Israel. We stand with Israel. And we will make sure Israel has what it needs to take care of its citizens, defend itself, and respond to this attack. There's no justification for terrorism. There's no excuse. Biden didn't, however, mention that it was just last month that he stood with the terrorist nation of Iran as he swapped prisoners and allowed the release of $6 billion of frozen assets to be released to Iran. I think President Biden may be finally getting the idea, however, a weak foreign policy in the Middle East is an invitation to disaster. President Trump warned us back in August of this year the release of that money to Iran would cause trouble for the Middle East, and in particular, trouble for Israel. Crooked Joe Biden just agreed to pay a $6 billion ransom to the Iranian dictatorship in exchange for hostages. This is yet another Biden surrender and a further blistering humiliation of the United States of America to the world stage. But even worse, this decision will be extremely deadly. Biden is giving $6 billion to the world's leading state sponsor of terrorism. Just as when Obama sent the Iranian regime pallets of cash for hostages in the dark of night, remember, plane loads of cash, Biden's ransom payment will be immediately used to stoke violence, bloodshed, and mayhem throughout the Middle East and all around the world, costing countless innocent lives. It's also guaranteed that the fanatical Iranian regime will use this money to advance their nuclear weapons program, putting Israel, the United States, and the entire world in very grave peril. They are reportedly just weeks away from a nuclear bomb, something which would have never happened under the Trump administration. Tragically, Biden's ransom payments also make it dramatically more likely that even more Americans will be held captive in the future because Biden has shown that he will pay gargantuan sums of money, meaning the kidnappers turn a massive profit. They're making money hand over fist. In other words, Biden has put a bounty on the head of every American citizen abroad. Under my leadership, we brought home more than 50 hostages from all over the world, and we never paid ransom money to do it, not at all. We did it with diplomacy, and we did it through strength. And we will do it again when we are reelected as President of the United States. 
Our country is failing. We are a failing nation. We will turn it around and we will make America great again. Thank you. President Trump right as he usually is. Turning now to the Biden crime family, the puppet president reportedly sat down with Missing in Action Special Counsel Robert Hur. You know, the Biden special counsel, who we haven't heard from since his appointment last year. Biden is said to have been interviewed by her Sunday and Monday about the classified documents found at his home from his time as senator and vice president. And just yesterday, the National Archives revealed that more than 29,000 emails exist between Biden family business members and then-Vice President Joe Biden's office. That information revealed in a FOIA request from America First Legal and revealed then-Vice President Joe Biden's office had almost 20,000 emails with Rosemont Seneca, with Hunter Biden himself, with Jim Biden, and James Biden's Lion Hall group. Mr. Biden sure looks like he was very involved up to his neck, in fact, with his son's business dealings. And the battle on Capitol Hill to find the next Speaker of the House goes on. As of right now, neither Steve Scalise or Jim Jordan reportedly have the votes from the conference to move forward as Speaker of the House. I want to bring in now our guest today. He's one of the brave eight who voted to oust McCarthy. Joining us now is Congressman Andy Biggs. Congressman, great to have you back with us on The Great America Show. I want to get to the battle for Speaker in just a bit. I want to start first, if I may, with your view of the situation in the Middle East, the way in which the Biden administration is responding. So, um, obviously, what Hamas did was, um, it's inhumane. It's, they're, they're, they're barbarians. They're from another century. Um, and they're evil. Uh, but let's talk about what fueled this. Uh, it is no secret or or can be no surprise to anyone that that Hamas uh, uh, took action within a short a, a short period of time after Iran was given six billion dollars by uh, this administration. But let's let's forget about that for just one second, then come back to it. We saw uh, Hamas had been stepping up rhetoric for the last few months. And this is also the 50th anniversary of the Yom Kippur War. So all of these indicated that there might have been some red flags. But there's no doubt that the $6 billion, but not just the $6 billion, don't forget that one of the very first things that Joe Biden did when he came in was to give back money and unfreeze money that Trump had frozen against the Iranians. And what was the result of that? Well, Iran, Iran is one of the biggest uh, state sponsors of terrorism in the world. They are uh, Hamas and Hezbollah are actually uh, quasi what I would call quasi governmental. Would you say they're terrorist organizations? Oh, absolutely. They're terrorist organizations. Yeah. First and foremost, they're terrorists. Yes. What we're watching, Congressman, if I may, I, I, I'm so furious as I, I read The New York Times, uh, The Wall Street Journal referring to these these terrorists as militants. It is beyond appalling to see so-called journalists uh, play appeasement games uh, to couch and modify meaning uh, to the point of obfuscation as to what they are and their intentions uh, and their place in the world. They're terrorists. They're, they're terrorists. They're barbarians. They, I, I, I mean it when I say this, they come from another century uh, of, uh, they go back and they have 
brought forth a hatred and they're, what they're doing when you are encouraging the raping of women and then parading them through the streets, if you're cutting off the heads of your enemy after you've captured them or the hostage taking of civilians, um, there is not an ounce of mercy in the Hamas people. Um, and but that is that is their problem. But we our government under Joe Biden facilitated that problem, Lou, and the media and people. Actually, we have people in Congress, Lou, that are championing and defending Hamas. They are in the United States Congress. They continue to have the Palestinian flag hanging outside the wall of their office doors. I mean, uh, that we are at this point, uh, 75 years after Israel was, was formulated in 1948, uh, is absolutely mind-boggling to me. But don't forget, too, again, the Biden weakness has facilitated this. So you've got the Taliban now asking if they can proceed through Iran to go in and help Hamas. And what are they going to go in with? American weaponry and ammunition material that was left behind by this uh, really disastrous regime. The the towns and the villages that were uh, the victims of these terrorists who infiltrated uh, three days ago, uh, they they now are cleaned out. They're cleared out of all of the terrorist Hamas, uh, and they and the IDF, the Israeli Defense Force, has already been in position for I think probably 24 hours. They are preparing for obviously a major ground operation going into Gaza. Uh, Bibi Netanyahu said that he would level uh, Gaza. I take him at his word. I think that the man, uh, he looked to me like a man boiling inside. Uh, he means for there to be retribution. And the first thing that uh, Tony Blink and the Secretary of State had formulated and actually put out uh, was, were tweets uh, calling for restraint on the part of Israel. Uh, they've since been deleted. And the, yes. the administration is responding, sending the, uh, the Gerald Ford Task Force, Strike Force, uh, into the region uh, next to Israel, uh, providing munitions. Uh, so at this point, I, I think the administration has, has turned. But what I don't understand is why we are tolerating any anyone who is calling for restraint on the part of Israel when this is their 9-11, this is Pearl Harbor, this is an, uh, a, a, an offense against uh, everything true and holy, uh, what the Hamas terrorists did. Uh, I think that they are exactly right. They need to solve this problem. Uh, and they they put up with it for far too long. Yeah, I, and I'll tell you, Lou, uh, my sources and, I, and uh, you know, there's a lot of information flowing out and it's yeah. some of it's conflicting. But my sources tell me that Israel's not asking us to send them um, uh, men and women in the military to come on uh, and be side by side. What they really want is they want the support, uh, the gravitas of the U.S. behind them. They're going what the one area that they might be helpful is if we could provide the coverage for civilian air flights to get out of out of uh, Israel. Um, but but the bottom line is Israel's prepared to go alone. Um, and Blinken said on Sunday, this is the one thing he got right. He said, we've given them their money. They have the authorities and we have the authorities of the administration to provide them the immediate aid and uh, that they may need. So 
Uh, that's and, and then if they need a supplemental, uh, we'll be back in Congress to do the supplemental. But the bottom line is, I think Israel is one of the most uh, capable fighting forces on the planet. And uh, and they're, they're going to go in and do what they need to do. And what they need to do, quite frankly, is to act with decisiveness and, uh, and with boldness so that there can be no mistake that there will be no way that, that they can be attacked like this again. And when we return, we're talking with Congressman Andy Biggs. We're going to be talking about will the Republicans be able to do what they need to do? Uh, the speakership is still vacant. Uh, they met. And let's find out what happened uh, in just one moment as we continue our conversation with Congressman Andy Biggs. Stay with us. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. We're back with Congressman Andy Biggs. Congressman, a meeting uh, with a conference. Uh, various reports suggesting it didn't go well, uh, and one outrageous development, uh, and that is uh, the former speaker, Kevin McCarthy, pushing his name for a return to the office. Say it ain't so. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, um, I thought the meeting went better than I thought it was going to go, Lou. I, uh, I I thought there was actually some some actually positive dialogue that went on there. Sure. So so I, I came away um, um, pleasantly surprised. With regard to Mr. McCarthy, um, there is a small cadre of folks that I think that are uh, still have raw feelings and, and feel an allegiance to McCarthy. Mm -hmm. and, and McCarthy told us last week he was stepping down, stepping away for the good of the conference, and he wasn't going to do get involved. And then all of a sudden, on Saturday, he's saying, well, it's up to the conference, not up to me. So there's a few people that are going to do it. But I don't think that that's where it's going to land. I think it's going to be either Steve Scalise or Jim Jordan. That's where I would say it's headed right now, Lou. Well, that's reassuring because all of the stories and being peddled, of course, by the uh, mainstream uh, corporate media, uh, you, you would think that uh, they were bringing uh, Kevin McCarthy in uh, on a chariot uh, of some sort as the uh, great... Uh, uh, Holding the olive wreath over his head. Oh, yes, absolutely. Uh, just as the, as the conference ended up begging for Paul Ryan, and we know how that all 
that all worked out. If there is a single Republican who would vote for Kevin McCarthy uh, after witnessing what happened to the Republican Party in the House uh, with Paul Ryan as speaker, uh, shame on them. Uh, I, I think in point of fact, it'd be suicidal for the Republican Party and uh, the entire conference would look like fools, those uh, for him and those against him. It would not be a happy moment. Uh, in in terms of Jordan and Scalise, which do you see as the likely emerging uh, uh, speaker? Well, first of all, I'm not going to endorse anybody publicly, because if I do, with the raw feelings in the conference, whoever I endorse will uh, immediately lose about 125 votes, no matter what. Okay, so that's just the way that goes. <laughs> I, understand. But I, will, I will tell you that the, I, I, I've actually talked to both uh, Scalise and Jordan. They're both working it hard. Um, I've been in forums where they both different groups that I'm, I'm part with in, in, conf, in Congress. They've been to all the groups. They're doing it individuals. They've got people making calls for them. And what I what the sense I'm getting is it's too close to call, but it's going to be one or one or the other of them. That's that's the, the sense I'm getting. And I also don't think it's going to take that long. I hope it doesn't take that long, but I, I have the sense it won't take that long. We're going in tonight. Uh, for another forum, and my understanding is tomorrow the, the conference is going to vote in the morning, and uh, by probably mid-afternoon, be my guess, we'll have an idea who that speaker is going to be. Well, that uh, that's, that certainly would be beneficial to the Republican Party and to the Republic. Uh, I'm hoping uh, that you guys uh, will all show enough unity uh, and uh, strength of purpose to unite and to make it a one or two round affair. Uh, Fifteen rounds, I think, at this point would be more than disastrous, frankly. Uh, it's yeah. a time for unity. And if there aren't enough adults in there that understand uh, that they're going to have to move toward representing the American people rather than uh, K Street, uh, the Chamber of Commerce uh, and whatever other nonsense that they've been dealing with. Uh, that is, I guess I would have to say the uh, the Kevin McCarthy uh, support uh, regime, uh, that just will not work again. I, I think the Republicans really have to take a step uh, and and move forward here uh, as America first uh, and making America great again. Uh, your thoughts on uh, that and uh, the position uh, with uh, Donald Trump and the House? Yeah, so um, you're, you're exactly right. I think uh, I'm hoping that this actually provides one more exit from the uniparty, Lou, because we've been grabbed by the uniparty, as you know, for some time. It, it hindered uh, Donald Trump's presidency um, and prevented us from doing everything that he wanted to do. And I felt that we could accomplish. Uh, we still have Obamacare, for instance, because of the uniparty. And so we have to get rid of the uniparty. Uh, and move to uh, an America first movement. And and that's really what part of this is about. The other thing is these guys simply uh, he, he couldn't negotiate. Uh, they, they couldn't negotiate, neither Paul Ryan nor Kevin. I mean, Kevin, Kevin came in with a really bad plan, in my thought, for the debt ceiling lift. And that debt ceiling lift was one point, get this, Lou, to raise the debt ceiling for by $1.5 trillion over eight months. That's a $2.25 trillion when you annualize that. And then he came back with this grand idea, no debt ceiling. And we're not even going to we're not even going to talk about it until January of 2025, which is exactly what Biden wants. So I said, OK, I, I, I don't think the country can stand it anymore. 
Um, and, and no more lip service to, to border security and no more bad CRs. What you have to do is the 12 budget bills, because in the budget bills, Lou, that's your chance. You know this as well as I do to actually go after this administration and put pressure on the administration, to actually enforce the border laws. If, so, if big boys there, and girls, if big boys and girls in the Congress get together and they yeah. actually come up with 12 separate uh, appropriations bills and work the budget as they are supposed to do. Uh, it's been law for almost 50 years, uh, yes. but they haven't fo followed it to my memory, at least at one time. And that was in what, 1996. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, it's, it, it, this is time for everyone in that, in that conference, in that Congress, uh, to stand up. Um, the way you guys began this conference, rough and tumble, the doors were open, not shut, watching uh, the process and full view of television cameras. I have to, I, to me, I found that one of the most inspiring things that Congress has done in recent memory. I hope you all will return to regular order and uh, to wide open, straight up, uh, exchanges of views and debate and uh, the rough and tumble of the arena in the United States Congress. I think that's the way it was designed, was it not? And Lou, you're exactly right. The founders gave us a, a, a majoritarian system that was meant to, they gave us a committee system um, and they gave us an opportunity to actually get up there, debate, fight it out, as you say, rough and tumble. They weren't talking about, occasionally there were some fisticuffs and a cane or two that knocked people down. But the idea was to allow representatives to represent ideas, their constituents, and then filter out the bad stuff so you would spit out good stuff. They, they designed it to be hard to get uh, stuff through. And the idea was, of course, that you would get the best stuff through, not the worst stuff. And when you do it with the way we've been doing it for uh, almost all my life, it's been the bad stuff that comes through, not the good stuff. Well, part of the good stuff is right now a, a congressional impeachment inquiry. We want to find out where that is. You're thinking uh, as uh, to the the situation now that uh, confronts the the House of Representatives and what you expect to be the result uh, going forward and whether or not there will be an acceleration of what is a clear cut case, in my judgment, at least uh, of a very strong case of corruption uh, and uh, and and absolutely criminal conduct on the part of the president of the United States. We'll be right back with Congressman Andy Biggs. Stay with us. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
We're back now. We're talking with Congressman Andy Biggs and Congressman, a host of issues before the Congress and before the nation right now. Uh, But I think it could be argued that chief among them is the impeachment inquiry that has been going on. Many people think for far too long. Uh, This is a a simple charge against uh, a president of the United States. There is evidence of so many charges right now before the Congress. Uh, What do you expect to happen? When will they move, if they will move, to an actual impeachment of the president? Okay, so A, I agree with you. I I have felt for a long time that there's enough credible evidence uh, showing corruption, not just corruption, uh, influence peddling, uh, access peddling by this president when he was vice president, and then covering it all up and obstruction of justice as president um, of the United States. So all of that goes in to say those are all all uh, impeachable offenses. Certainly bribery, I think, is, is really another credible crime uh, uh, that he has committed. Well, so what happens? Well, we continue to mass evidence. And, and Lou, we've got mountains of evidence. And someone actually wrote something recently that said the problem for the Republicans now is they've got too much evidence of too many crimes. So it makes it harder for the American public to focus on it. So so and I think that that may be that may be true a little bit. But here's the deal. In order to impeach, um, it's going to end up coming through Judiciary Committee. Um, and I'm not sure that we have enough votes in the Judiciary Committee if this were done tomorrow to uh, to get the, to forward this out of the committee. There are some who told me that they, they were against it at first that I think are coming around. But I, I, I uh, there's some there's some that I just can't imagine them ever coming around. Um, but now these are Republicans that, you're talking about, right? Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm Republicans because. I mean, our margin, we probably have enough to get, we might have enough to get it out by one vote or two votes. But the problem is you, you, you start watering down coming out of the Judiciary Committee, that means it gets watered down going to the floor, right? And that, and, and, um, that means that we would have an uphill battle and might not even be able to get it out. And I know McCarthy's position was, uh, if we don't have the votes to get it out, we're not going to bring it up on the floor, which I understand, which I understand. Um, so what does it take and who are these people? And I don't mean for you to name names, but are they just uh, you know, uh, bogged down rhinos who are gutless and uh, and brainless? Uh, are they sold out completely to the, to the Chamber of Commerce, the business roundtable? Who are these people? Um, the some of them have fallen into that category you're talking about. Others take the position that um, we would be turning it into a political uh, position. And, I, and I, I always tell them, I always say, you have to understand we're in a political place. And so, of course, it will be they political. really they really say this, something yeah. like that. Yeah. So I'll say, of course, it will be political. And they, then they want, don't want to get down to the level. And and we, we, they're, they're looking for a little bit more thread to, to Joe Biden. The fact that Hunter Biden's a dirtbag and the whole Biden family's corrupt, uh, you know, doesn't matter because uh, we have to link it to Joe Biden. In spite of the fact that even what Turley's uh, uh, Professor Turley said, is that, and he's right on this, bribery doesn't mean that I have to personally get direct benefit. Bribery can mean that um, 
I'm giving you a benefit by giving your kids something that that benefits uh, in exchange for your favor or something like that. And, and, and that's what we see a lot of. And I, and I keep saying, well, we've got multiple witnesses saying that he received, was receiving a portion of the kickbacks. You've got uh, an, an FBI report saying uh, $5 million went to Joe Biden. At some point, you have to admit that he is culpable here and, then, if, and then have the trial. You know what, I, I, Congressman, I... I really think this is important. I say it right now. I think one of the problems we know they're spineless, they're they're misdirected, uh, their values are abhorrent, uh, and I'm talking about the rhinos. But you know, there's another thing. I think they really believe that they're smarter than the people they represent. Uh, I, I've gotten a sense uh, from some in Congress, perhaps even many that they really think, you know, they've got to educate the American people. When I look at these public opinion polls, I don't know if we're looking at the same polls, because <laughs> when 70% of the American people understand that it is a politically motivated witch hunt that's being carried out by the Marxist Dems and the rhinos against President Trump, uh, they've caught on pretty quick, I think. And the laggards, the Luddites, the, did I mention dullards, uh, are all rhinos. And, and uh, you know, at least for the Marxist Dems, you can say they're smart. They're just on the wrong side with the wrong worldview and the wrong side of history. But for the rhinos, there's no excuse for these people. Not any longer. Lou, this is the bubble syndrome. Um these people, um, they didn't understand, in my opinion, they didn't understand, for instance, what McCarthy had done and how he had sold us out to a series of CRs, uh, didn't get the budget bills done the way he promised, gave us a no debt ceiling, those types of things, which in an existential crisis, Lou, this is an existential crisis. Yep. I don't understand uh, how they can miss what was done because the the majority of Americans understand pretty clearly um, Mr. McCarthy had given us that and he needed to go. And, and, and I think it's just people get in this bubble here and they forget what it's like. This is why I go home every weekend, even if it's for a day and you go out and you meet with some people because they're going to tell you what's on their mind. And uh, I think that's so in incredibly important to understand why we're here and how to get out of it. No issue more important than a border that is under the control of the Mexican drug cartels. Some people want to talk about their transnational cartels. Well, they do business transnationally, but they're the Mexican drug cartels, and they are in charge of both sides of that border, uh, northern Mexico and southern United States. And this has been your issue for for years. Uh, you're one of the policy leaders on uh, in the Republican Party. What is going what is it going to take to secure a, the border uh, and to protect the United States of America? Lou, it is so bad. And I'll tell you what I think has to happen. And this is why you have to do the 12 appropriations bills. You cannot keep funding. And this goes along with what you're talking about, the weaponization of government against Trump and conservatives. Uh, it goes down to this. You cannot keep funding a government that is trying to destroy your country and destroy you. And until we say no more, 
We're not going to fund ATF because you're going after uh, gun owners. We're not going to fund DOJ and FBI fully. And uh, we'll give you the crime lab money because we need that. But we're not going to give you uh, the rest of that money because you're attacking Americans. And you and DHS, we're going to remove you from positions uh, like Mayorkas. My amendment got on. We can get rid of Mayorkas if it gets out of the Senate. The point is, Lou, that's the kind of fight it takes. And it takes a fight to say we're going to impeach Joe Biden. Until you start doing those things and and, and understand it's, it's verbal fisticuffs, it's procedural fisticuffs, it's political fisticuffs that we're, we're engaged in against a regime that is trying to destroy you and your country, then we will not get the border secured. We'll not bring. We'll we will still be in in peril over the spending, uh, the the depression that's coming. The economic uh, viability will continue to decline. Our safety, our national security, all of those will uh, be a problem until we fail as a state, unless Congress gets its act together. But I'm afraid I've blackpilled it, and I don't think enough of my colleagues understand that in, that that we have to take action now because I think that they're all waiting for us to be forced into action by circumstances that they allowed to happen. Every one of those people who is fighting this country's national security by not securing that border, which is exposing hundreds of thousands of Americans to fentanyl uh, overdoses every year. We've lost a half million Americans to fentanyl and to the Chinese uh, Mexican cartel uh, enterprises. I think this is just about where we have to say enough. Congressman, it's always great to have you with us. Congressman Andy Biggs, we appreciate it. Thanks so much. God bless you. Thanks, Lou. Good seeing you. Thanks to Congressman Andy Biggs. Thank you, everybody, for being with us today. Our guest here tomorrow on The Great America Show is Colonel Doug McGregor. We continue our coverage of the war in Israel, and we'll get Colonel Doug McGregor's take on how all of this plays out. Please join us for that tomorrow, and join us each and every day. Follow me on Twitter and Truth Social at Lou Dobbs and on Facebook and Instagram at Lou Dobbs Tonight. And be sure to check out LouDobbs.com. Thank you, everybody. God bless you, and may God bless and save America.